0: i was doing infomercials fitness videos and in the blink of an eye everything changed i got hit by an suv i had a one percent chance of saving my leg from amputation i completely reinvented myself and i started with asking myself what brings me joy one thing leads to another and if you just start and take action even if it's messy action even if it's imperfect and you don't know what you're doing if a girl like me with no college education, that didn't even own a computer can build my social media organically, can do all, can be on your podcast, holy moly, then anything's possible.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Rewire podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today's my guest is someone that is super special. She's a dear friend, a colleague, someone who's changing the world, and she's an amazing human being. And you guys are going to love, love, love this interview. So make sure you turn the volume up, get your pen and paper ready, take lots of notes because you're going to want to hear what she's going to say. I want to give it to my friend, Amberly Lago. Amberly, thanks for being here.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you. It's so awesome to get to be here and get to share with your audience. But I always love when I get to talk with you, we get to talk and, and we just get on a roll and we're like, Oh yeah, we got to record.
1: It's true. We forgot to press record a little while ago. So it's great. (laughs) Right. She's the author of a book, grit, grit and grace. And her story is absolutely unbelievable. And I I don't want to do it any disjustice and kind of start with your story. How did, how did this all begin? I saw, you know, when you're 38, you get into this car accident, your life changes, goes upside down. You were an athlete to an alcoholic and you bring yourself back and life is, and now you're inspiring the world. Can you tell us kind of where did this journey begin for you?
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. 12 years ago I had, I was living the California dream. I had this fitness business. I was doing infomercials, fitness videos, uh, if you walked into any CVS or Walgreens, you would see me on the label of a lot of vitamin um, bottles. And and in the blink of an eye, everything changed. I got hit by an SUV. I was on my motorcycle coming home from work and thrown 30 feet, um, wow. sliding across the asphalt. And I could only think in that moment, please don't let another car hit me. And when I came to a stop, I looked down at my leg and it was just broken into pieces. And one of my first thoughts was, oh gosh, this can't be good. I might have to train clients on crutches. I'm like (laughs) only an entrepreneur, right? Like how can I go around this? I had no idea just how serious it was. My femoral artery was severed. I was bleeding out. Um, Luckily a, a guy ran over. He Ripped off his belt, made a tourniquet around my leg, and he saved my life. But I got taken to the hospital um, because my vital organs were shutting down. I'd lost so much blood and they couldn't control the pain. They put me in induced coma. And when I woke up out of a coma, the first thing I learned was I had a 1% chance of saving my leg from amputation. They said, this is basically like a war wound. There's nothing we can do for you. We're going to have to amputate. And in that moment, all I heard was 1% chance like, Oh, and I was (laughs) like, Oh, so you're saying there's a There's a chance, right? There's a chance. And I was like, well, we need to find a doctor who's willing to take that chance with me. And we found a doctor. It took an act of God to get transferred to a different hospital. Mm -hmm. And while doctors were fighting to save my leg and my life, I was in the midst of trying to save my business. And the first thing I did, I mean, the very first thing I did when I got out of a coma, well, first was like, you know, I was trying to rip out the tubes out of my mouth and everything. And Um, I asked for my phone and I was making phone calls on the gurney, getting transferred into ICU. And I was on the phone with clients saying, Hey, you know what? I might be in ICU right now, but I'm getting out of here. Third quarter, we are going to finish strong. I was like, yes, I need to save my life, but I need to save my business. Yeah, And it took 34 surgeries and a lot of prayer, a lot of grit, um, thousands of hours of physical therapy, but they saved my leg and it took, I was out of work for a year and a half. I ended up losing that business, but in the process, um, of being diagnosed with a nerve disease ranked highest on the pain scale. It's called complex regional pain syndrome. Yep. That really led me to my rock bottom being told that I would never work again, that i would be permanently disabled, that I needed to get back in my wheelchair. Um, and that I would have to probably wear orthopedic shoes for the rest of my life. I was like, what orthopedic shoes. And so pain has been one of my biggest teachers I've learned so much about resilience and mindset and how to heal mentally, spiritually, and physically. And that's kind of some of the things I really want to share with, with your audience because a lot of people may not have been hit by an SUV. I pray that no one ever experiences that, but I feel like in the last couple of years, we've all been hit by something for sure. So sure.
1: no question. It's amazing. What an amazing story and having that belief and that faith in yourself. Um, I love that in every capacity. Let me ask you this. So your business is, you're sitting there, what's the thought process to you? Hey, look, you know, my business is going down. Because what I heard was something very different. And I think it's very important for entrepreneurs to hear this, is we put on this mask that we've got to be there for our clients and our customers, because Mm -hmm. if not, we're so addicted to the business that Mm -hmm. we don't take care of ourselves in the process, right? When you're in that, you're like, oh, I'm going to the ICU, but I'm texting my clients, like, What were the messages from your husband, the doctors, everyone going on around at that point in time? What were they telling you about your psychology at that space?
0: Oh, well, my husband was like, Give me the phone. Yeah. I remember very, people go, Do you remember everything? I remember things so vividly. I was so, in fact, this is crazy. When I got out of a coma, I had the doctor that came over. He was the one that repaired my femoral artery, sewed my femoral artery back together. And he leaned over and he whispered to me and he said, I need to ask you something. He said, He said, now this is just between you and I. He goes, But are you addicted to? narcotics or any kind of medication. And I said, no, sir. I said, I've, I've never taken, I never even taken aspirin. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, are you an athlete? And I was kind of like, well, can't you tell I'm an athlete? Right. (laughs) He goes, we could not, not, we had a real hard time knocking you out. We could not, we had a hard time keeping you under, you must have so many endorphins Mm -hmm. going on. We had a real hard time, knocking you out basically. And so, yes, I had a lot of endorphins. I had a lot of drive, a lot of grit and my business was my identity. Yeah, And I thought I can't lose this because that's all I know. This is right there.
1: It's so like, who are we without our business?
0: Oh yeah. And I was the main breadwinner of the family. How was I going to keep paying the bills if I couldn't Work. Right, and so, and also, fitness was my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Running was my drug of choice. It's what I did when I was anxious, when I was fearful, when I was happy, when you know, scared. Yeah. Uh, I, I would run, and I thought that can't be taken away from me. I've got to fight to keep this.
1: And so, as you're as you're going through it, you're. we all do this. We get addicted to our business. We get addicted to that psychology of it. And it makes complete sense, right? Like, I mean, this is entrepreneurial health. It's that's dopamine. That's dopamine that's driving us because we're so addicted to that cause. So you you lose the business and then you kind of fall into this depression Mm -hmm. inside that was the depression because you couldn't work anymore. Do you think the depression was because you lost the business or was it the fact that you didn't see, they were telling you you couldn't have this future. What, What do you think caused it? Or was it a culmination of all of it?
0: Well, you know, in the hospital, I had every doctor and I'm talking about every single doctor from the orthopedics to the pulmonary doctor to my gynecologist that was saying, you are going to need to be on antidepressants because they were looked at me. I looked like I threw a war and most people would have understood if I just gave up Sure, and My, what was my driving force was my faith in the hospital. And I was still calling clients from my hospital bed, even when I got home to set up workout routines, nutritional stuff, you know, nutritional plans, giving them guidance, setting up the trainers who worked with me with other clients. And so I felt like I had a purpose, but when I did try to go back and I was literally killing myself, I mean, I was on the gym floor. And I had some stitches that busted open and I was bleeding across the gym floor. And my husband happened to be at the gym that day. And he's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You are bleeding out. You need to get off of your leg.
1: Yeah. And it
0: was at that moment it clicked. Like, I'm not serving myself. This is not good for me. It's not good example for my clients. And when I get home, I'm in so much pain. I'm not, I'm not a great mom. Or wife to my family, right. something's got to change. And so it was one of the hardest moments ever when I had to go to my clients and say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to train you anymore. It was so emotional. And I think that I got depressed because number one, I was in severe pain every mm. single day. Um, they tried to give me antidepressants. They made me sick. I They didn't agree with me. Um, so I couldn't take those. I couldn't exercise the way that I used to. So I wasn't sure. getting the endorphins. I wasn't getting the dopamine. I wasn't. And then when you took a career, and I felt like I had no purpose, I was sucking it up and stuffing it down. You know, I always kid around about, oh, I've got a PhD and suck it up. Well, yep. suck it up only gets you so far. Yep. And I realized I was trying to stuff these feelings down And I was trying, I was on 73 homeopathic pills and 11 different prescriptions a day. And I was like, none of it's working for the pain. And that's when I discovered having a glass of wine helped me numb out the pain and kind of stuff down the shame and the anger and the, the hate that I had for myself and that worked until it didn't. And that physical pain led to the emotional pain, which led to addiction, which I'm thankful for now because I hit a bottom to where I didn't even want to live anymore. Yeah, And it really took me a moment of thinking about my daughter's. And I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking, what am I going to do? And how am I going to get through this? And then I heard my daughter's voice. I was in my hospital bed and I heard her voice. She was two years old. And all she said was mama. And at that moment, I thought, gosh, I'm asking myself the wrong questions. Like when you ask yourself why it activates your heart and your human spirit When I was asking what and how I was in my head in that entrepreneurial way, that stubbornness, that suck it up. But when I asked why, I was like, I got to get through this for my daughters and whatever it takes to get through that, I'm going to be an example of resilience for them. And so anybody who's struggling, out there right now. I get it. It's so hard. It took every bit of courage for me to ask for help, but I had to get in complete acceptance and awareness that I needed help and I could not go on doing it by by myself. And the first step was like being in radical acceptance, which was so hard for me. I didn't want to accept that I had a problem that I went from being this healthy, vibrant person with a big life and a lot of friends to my world got smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, I literally built a wall up around myself to hide my shame and the pain. Sure. It was like I was living a double life. and and it was when I got into an ex- acceptance that I could take a good, hard look at my life. So being able to do that, like really getting honest with yourself. And then next, I think there's a gift in desperation. And I was desperate. I was like, I will do whatever it takes to get better and to get my life back better than ever. And so I had a lot of shame, but I reached out to a client who I knew was sober and she's like, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you to a 12 step meeting. Mm -hmm. And a week went by and I never heard back. And I share that only because sometimes we reach out for help and the person may forget or they can't help you or it's not in their bandwidth. And don't let that discourage you. Be so willing to get better that you're, you're going to do anything. And I was so willing that I was like, okay, I'm going to Google like 12-step program. And I found yes. a time where I could go get help um, when my daughters were at school and my husband was at work because he's a retired lieutenant commander yep. and he was like, did not like the fact that I told him I needed help, that I had a problem. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't have a problem. Thing is I knew deep down. I had a problem.
1: So you go, you go to the 12 step. So you get help. How long did it take?
0: I went to that meeting and I have to say it was scarier than any surgery that I went through. Yep. I'm not kidding. Like surgery. I was like, okay, I, uh, I got this surgery. I believe in you doctors. I hope I wake up tomorrow, but I was never scared as I was when I pulled up and I watched these ladies. I just followed these ladies into a room and I sat in the back of the room and I sat on my hands because I now had withdrawal from alcohol. I was physically dependent in my hands. I had tremors. So I sat on my hands to hide the fact that I had tremors and I sat in between a nun and a cowgirl. And I thought, well, if a nun can be an <laughs> alcoholic, then maybe I can be too. Sure. And then in that room, I started to hear these shares and I heard hope and I heard women sharing things similar to me and I heard laughter and recovery. And I went back and I went back and it's... That was 2016, and I've been sober ever since. Good for you. And, and so it took a, a while for me to start to regain my self-belief and my confidence and to even talk about sobriety. Yeah. Um, so, that took what a, while.
1: so what is grit and grace? So what is that? You said there's a new, new definition of grit that you have. What is that?
0: Well, okay, grit, yes, it, as an entrepreneur, it does take grit. I mean, it does take, and Angela Duckworth says that it is the key predictor of success is grit. It's sure. not talent. it's not you know money. it's it's your ability to work hard for a long time. And I've never been the most talented, the best looking, never had the most money or connections or any of that, but I am a hard worker and I am a little bit too grit. good at grit, I would say, because I have let that drive me into the ground several times. But what I have learned is grit alone can drive you into a wall, can drive you into burnout because you're just working, working, working. What I have learned is grit without connection is resistance it starts to feel hard it starts to feel like you're moving through quicksand it feels weighted down you feel alone for me grit without connection i had this suck it up mentality which meant that i solely had exhausted every other avenue and i felt like i could only rely on me and i learned the hard way especially as entrepreneurs Number one, it's not fun doing it by yourself. It's better when you can connect with other people and brainstorm and share resources. But grit without connection is resistance. Grit with connection is resilience. That's when the magic happens. When you can come together in community, I wouldn't be able to stay sober if I didn't have my god squad of my sober sisters that we connect every yeah. single day and share a gratitude practice. Love that. I wouldn't I would not be able to do this entrepreneurial journey if I didn't have my legendary ladies of entrepreneurs, friends like you. Sure. Um you know, that's why I developed my mastermind is because I wish that when I started on my book writing journey and my podcast that I had a core group where we could come together weekly and, and brainstorm and support and have accountability. And so I really learned the hard way that, you know, I, I felt for like for so long, I had to do it on my own. And I'm like, I don't want to do it by myself. We're meant to, to, especially through adversity for connection,
1: And for social as social creatures, it's so important inside of us, right? So now you've you've come along. I mean, your story is just so inspiring. If you're not inspired by listening to this woman, then uh, you're basically heartless. (laughs) I mean, mean, seriously, holy crap, you've been through so much. But you know what I love about you is still you come in with such. You do have that grace. I mean, it's such a perfect word inside of that for you because it is. There's beautiful grace about who you are, and understanding that gratitude. And what I love about it more than anything. It's not that you're telling your story. It's that you own your story. There's a difference in the two, I think. And you own your story because it's your journey. It's who you are. Rather than speaking it from a point of therapy, you're speaking it from the point of hope. And I think that's so inspirational for people. If you were to look at it and say, you know, what do you think? I mean, we've all been through such a journey in the last couple of years. There's no question, right? With COVID and the, the entire environment. I mean, people are out there are looking for hope. What are you hoping to connect them with if they're listening to this thing? You know, if you can do this one thing inside of your life, what do you think that would be?
0: Oh my goodness! Well, I it's funny. I just filled out some information for a speakers bureau this morning, mm-hmm. and they had filled out part of it for me, and they they said that they called me resilience queen. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's nice, and I added hope dealer. Because anybody who's listening, I want to share with you that, yeah, gosh, it it's tough sometimes um, in the world we live in with everything that's being shared in the news, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. having balance between me being a mom and a wife and a, a coach and, and, and an entrepreneur in every way. But I just want to share that like, you know, six years ago, I'd didn't eat five and a half, six years ago. I didn't even own a computer. Yeah, Everything for my business was word of mouth. And I spent the majority of my time on the gym floor and I completely reinvented myself. And I started with asking myself, what brings me joy? And I was like, well, I love people and I want to give others hope and show them that they can overcome obstacles. And get through challenges. So I want to share that don't give up on your big dreams or your big goals, because in six years, I really reinvented what I do. Um, I bought a computer. I started a podcast. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I didn't even know how to send an email with a picture attached, but I just had like this vision that I held on to, And I didn't have a lot of people that believed in me. Like most people, including my husband was like, you want to write a book? Mm -hmm. You're the fitness girl. Like you, you should stick to that. And I was like, nope, if I can just help one person have the hope and to keep moving forward, I'm going to write that book. And lo and behold, That book launched on the Today Show. It became a bestseller, which led to me doing a TED Talk, which led to me being invited to to speak on stages with some of the biggest names out there, which led me to going, you know what? I want to do my own event that you're coming to speak at, which I'm so honored. But one thing leads to another. And if you just start and take action, even if it's messy action, even if it's imperfect and you don't know what you're doing. If a girl like me with no college education, that didn't even own a computer that had no social media following whatsoever, can build my social media organically, can do all the, can be on your podcast, holy moly, then anything's possible.
1: Well, you know, Dr. Rewire, today's show, it's the same same level, the same thing.
0: <laughs> well, I kind of thought that your show might be a little bit bigger. It could
1: have been, it could have been, yeah. it could have been. So it's its such an inspiration to be around someone like that. And, and there's so many tools, like there was a story, but there were so many lessons in that story. And I'm going to share some of my lessons or what my takeaways are, right? And my takeaway is this, is that if you're addicted to the business, you you won't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And the more you become congruent with who you are in your journey and your process, you realize that it's the people around you that help you get through those tough times. And that's what grit means is to be able to get through that. And that you can go through anything when you have community, when you're alone, that's the state of desperation. Mm
0: -hmm. And we
1: lean on our community. And sometimes that community is not the healthiest of communities, leaning to alcohol and drugs and, and things like that. But even to pull ourselves out of that it's still the people around us that make us better. And that's why Amberly, I know that you make the world a better place because it's the people that you bring around. And I'm, gl- I'm grateful. You're part of my community because of that.
0: You are amazing. Wow. I just love how you summed that up. No wonder you're, you're everybody loves your show so much. I mean, <laughs> I love it, but you're like, you're amazing. I am so grateful that we got introduced and so Absolutely. grateful that you are a part of my community Um, it's so wild that we just met not long ago, but Mm. I feel like I've known you forever.
1: Seriously. It's like we went to college together. I feel like we're college friends.
0: I know. (laughs) I really do feel like that, but it's just so much fun talking with you. And I appreciate so much being able to be on your show and I'm excited for you to be on my podcast too. So I can't
1: wait. I can't wait. It's going to be an honor. So, well, guys, here it is. Go check her out. Amberly Lago. She's got an event coming up. When's the event? March the...
0: March 10th and 11th in Raleigh, North Carolina. We've got some big name speakers. I'm so excited you're going to be there. And you're actually the first speaker to kick off the event. You're setting the tone for the whole event, which is intentionally done. I feel so blessed. To have you at the event. So many people are like, oh my gosh, Dr. Rewire is gonna be there. So yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: It'd be great. Where do they get tickets? How how do they get hand their hands-on tickets? Where do we get them? You we-
0: can, yeah, you can shoot me a DM at Amberly Lago Motivation on Instagram, or you can go to truegritandgrace.com forward slash events and check out the tickets. Uh, come hang out with us. We've got speakers like Rebecca Zung, Catherine mm-hmm. Gordon, Ken Joslin, uh, Rachel Shear, Brooke Hemingway. Um, so it's going to be amazing. And we have our mastermind attendees who are doing a TED style talk and taking the stage too. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing, ladies and
1: gentlemen, the unstoppable force herself, Amberly Lago. Thanks for joining me here, guys. I'll see you guys on the next show. Again, stay true to who you are because... Love is all there is. The rest is BS. I'll see you guys next time. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.